Testing one, two. A one, two, a one, two. Testing. Bringing it up, but not too high. Bringing it up, but not too high. Let's see. I want you to be able to hear me, but not to blow your eardrums out. Let's see here. Welcome, everybody, for the bonus episode of the Ham Palace. This is Ham Palace Live. I'm Hambo. And uh, here in the studio, uh, wanted to get one more in. One more in. I've just been a beast this month with just knocking out podcasts. Uh, it's, it's been lovely. I've loved every minute. And uh, thank you, listeners. Maybe you guys can get me help get me to that 4,000 download goal by the end of the year. Um, so let's see what happens tonight. Uh, I want to keep things upbeat. Um, if I can. Uh, and uh, I might have a caller. Uh, I might have Daniel Wilson coming in tonight. We'll see what happens. You never know with Daniel Wilson. Sometimes he pops in. Sometimes he pops out. Sometimes uh, he's in that sauna. <laughs> he's in that sauna getting it done and chillaxing. Uh, if he's not in a uh, bucket full of ice <laughs> or tub full of ice, he's in a sauna. If he's not in the sauna, he's in the gymnasium. So I had a uh, had a great uh, little workout tonight. I just felt like I felt like just really getting a good workout in because, and it's not only because I had the happy juice, the B twelve shot. It was it was more than that. It went deeper. It was because. Well, it was because I just, I felt it in my bones, in my essence, that it was time to work out and release the calories that had been building up of, from last week. Uh, see, last week is the busiest week of the year for me as far as family events, as far as, uh, you got Thanksgiving, my birthday fell on Thanksgiving, and, uh, it was also my mother's birthday, but, uh. A lot going on this week, as you can tell. And uh, I got Daniel Wilson here. Uh, I'll get back to what I was saying here. Let's see if I can get him into the uh, into the area here. So I got to invite him in, everybody. Get ready. Uh, he's coming out of the reception area. My secretary will bring him in. And here we go. Let's see if he pops in here. But yeah, last this, this week was pretty crazy. And uh, we are connecting, and here he is. He's coming right in. Ladies there and he is. There he is. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Thanks ham. For, thank you. Yeah. I just found out you have your the same birthday as your mom. That's kind no, of crazy. No, it's the it's on Thanksgiving. It's the 25th, but it's like her her birthday is the 28th. <laughs> so it's immediate, almost immediately after mine. Okay, okay. So as soon as I'm done, we're done celebrating mine. It's pretty much her birthday. So there's like this tight little window where I can kind of get things together and uh, you know get a card if I haven't by by then or a present or figure out what we're gonna do and all that. So that it's a lot to get together with within the week time frame. You know. Yeah. 
organized plans, who's going over whose house for Thanksgiving, what are you bringing to the dinner, and, and all that stuff comes up in the same week. And it's just like, wow. It's Now, did it's growing up, did you guys ever just combine it all into one uh, family gathering? No, that would be too easy. That would be too easy. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta keep things complicated and uh, have the emotional ups and downs throughout the week. Um, but I think everything went. I was able to pull it off and get a good present for for my mom, and uh, we took her out um, to. Uh, it's called Art Art and Jake's, which is a sports bar mm. here in Michigan, and uh, it's funny because we went there and. My brother went to the wrong. There's another Art and Jake's, like a few, a few more than a few miles away from where we met up, and he went to the wrong one. Ugh, Even ouch. though I told him, I gave him the directions, like, no, we're at this and this street, and he's like, and he shows up like a half hour, forty minutes late, and he's, I go, I, I'm pretty sure I told you the streets, and he's like, let me check. I'm like, I, gosh, I hope I did. He's like, yeah, you, to, you told me in the text. I go, yeah. <laughs> I'm barely ever right, but when I'm right, it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, it happens. Uh, yeah, yeah, it happens. Done it myself, to be honest. Um, also, we went bowling uh, for the first time in a long while, um, and. Uh, Everyone did great. It was a magic time. We, we were all just – we most of us went over 100, broke 100, which is good. And uh, I got oh, some strikes. Nice. I didn't get barely – that. I didn't really get many gutter balls. And uh, just everyone did great. My mom did great. Rob, you know, my brother did really good. Uh, his girlfriend did good. You know, did, did good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bowling is a great thing to do if you every once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's fun. You get to hang out with people. Everyone gets their turn. You get a few strikes. Right. If if you're halfway decent, you can like you know get a few strikes. Mm -hmm. Unlike golf, where if you suck, it's just a miserable, um, potentially eighteen holes. It's funny you bring golf up because I was going to bring that up to everybody. I go, I was going to say, what's more frustrating, golf or bowling? <laughs> you know, well, and you, know uh, you make I a stand. good point. Yeah. yeah. It can drag out for a long time. And I've been very frustrated at both sports, you know, and uh, I've really had a rough time at both of, both, of, both of them. I think I told you, I might have told you that when I was – kid i had these mickey mouse clubs that my mom got for me and i liked them but they're they weren't the sturdiest and i got so ticked off once at because uh, my ball either it took me like five swings to get it anywhere i took the club my bat and broke it over my knee <laughs> and it Jeez. broke wow. it broke in half <laughs> i was an angry child <laughs> Um, so it's just kind of like it, it is, it is frustrating and I've gotten pretty ticked off bowling too. It, it, it can bring you up, but it can really bring you down. Like when you get gutter ball after gutter ball, it's yeah. And the, the wrist keeping the wrist straight. That's the whole thing. It it just, 
if, if it twists at the last minute or last second, I mean, it screws the whole thing up. You yeah. Know? You know, similar looking... to a, a shank. Or, right. Or not a shank, but what do you call it? A, a slice. A, a slice, slice, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it but... can be annoying digging through yeah, weeds. But I guess at least with bowling, it's just like, all right, you go in the gutter, sit down. You don't have to go look for your ball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I like it bowling. comes back to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what's nice about it. it. Comes back to you, you know. Yep. You can order the pizza, order the beer, yeah, and uh, have some laughs. You know, it is fun though when bowling. When you like, I've had one really good game bowling in my life where it just I broke through and I was like in this groove that I never ever replicated. But it was just this one game, and uh, yeah, it was really exciting. Forgot what the score was, but it was way better than my other scores. Well, was it a over a hundred? Was it two hundred over two hundred? It was around two hundred. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah, and so three hundred's perfect, right? Yeah, I I think. I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, and that's crazy because I had a really good game, but it's still a you know a third of the way from what you could do. That's like a D. If you got 66% on a test, that's a D. (laughs) You're being graded for your bowling skills. (laughs) So what else is up, man? Uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I did. That was great. I did a a little podcast. I don't know if you heard that one, the, the night before birthday special. And, uh, I was I was saying that I like to record like the past ten years, I've recorded the night before or the day before I turn the ne- the next age, and it's kind of like a year year in review of of where my life went for that year and where I think how I can course correct. Yep. And uh, I plan on doing them for the rest of my life, <laughs> which is either you know good or pretty damn depressing, however you want to look at it. But I think it's a neat thing to do because um, it does kind of you know you can l- listen to like the last few years and be like, huh, okay, that's funny that I was going through that, and did I get any farther on this? You know, it kind of keeps you accountable in a in a very serious uh, uh, no BS way, you know, mm-hmm. no bullshit. So. Um, but yeah, I think it went well. I think I had fun doing it. I, 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 you know, I think, I think my birthday on the actual day, I I think I was born probably somewhere in the early morning. So, uh, you know what, I just counted it as as soon as it turned midnight while I'm I'm the next age. So I just kind of treated it as such, you know? Right. Right. I mean, the day before your birthday, you're pretty much... 99 point whatever percent the next age yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you might as well celebrate on the night yeah exactly it's kind of an abstraction but it, it's it's still something that you use to gauge you know before yeah. and after and uh yeah I, I enjoy doing it it's i've recorded it it's there in history now and i can always kind of look back and listen to it and uh that's it's awesome great. Yeah. yeah great great uh ceremony mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, this podcast—it's a good way to kind of uh, document, you know, my life throughout the years as well. You know, yeah, I wanted to be entertaining, number one, but two, it's, you know, it kind of started off sort of hobbyish, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it kind of—I can remember where I was at when I recorded this, what I was dealing with, with what I was going, you know, all that stuff, um, like little time capsules. You know, which is cool. And uh, same with like, it's kind of like my brother and I talked about this, like comic books. You know, we have these things called long boxes where you have all the comics in the long white box, right? And we've been collecting since we were kids. And so we can take out a comic that we read when we were kids and remember from each panel, <laughs> it's wild, yeah. what was going on the day that we're reading it some of the thoughts that we had while we were reading it some of the uh, life events it's all kind of right there in the pages which is so strange yeah um and and same with movies to a lesser uh, lesser degree but a lot more with the print something about there's something about the magic of that that connection that we had with with the characters and and the stories that were I don't know. I, it, very inspiring too, and it directly affected my life as far as my art and, and drawing and being insp- inspired. And so it's like they're all mini time capsules, you know. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why they're hard to kind of, you know, it's hard to. I can't really get rid of. <laughs> I can't get rid of a lot of them because there, there's that connection, that sentimental connection, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, what's new with you? How was your week? How was your Thanksgiving? How did that go down? It was great. Great. It was, the food was one of the better years, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my, uh, brother, he nailed it. He did, he pretty much did everything. We brought pie, which we didn't make, you know, we just yeah, yeah. purchased it and, um, and uh, it was great. I mean, it was just good to see everyone. My parents have been cooped up for the past two years, practically. So, yeah, it was good to just sort of have a normal holiday with them. Uh, good to see everyone. It's it was the first time I saw my niece and nephew, and uh, good to see them. He's my nephew's got a VR set up, so that's kind of what, what we spent our time doing. We were playing a couple VR shooter games and oh, this fun. other, I don't know. It's kind of like a, it, it, the only thing I could compare it to was guitar hero in VR. Instead of having a guitar, you're just trying to smack them with your hands sort of, but it's, it's these, it's these blocks that are coming at you and you got to just swipe, swipe <laughs> them in the right direction, like hit them up, hit, okay. them, down, hit them to the side and the more advanced, the more fast they come in the different directions. And my nephew, he's like 14. He's just like, he's like a ninja doing it. I couldn't even imagine being that good. He's so good at it. Yeah. Like I was, it was my first time doing it, but I, it, it was hard. I failed the levels, the easy levels. I was, you know, it took me a couple tries to, to get through the easy levels. And then I watch him and he's just, whipping his hands around f- 
flying. And I, I don't even know how he can get through this stuff. So, yeah. Is this with the Oculus? What do you It's using? not Oculus. It's he does it on his PC. He does uh, it on his, I don't know what huh. it's called. Yep. He hooks it up to his PC. So, people watching, like if you're not, if you don't have goggles on, you can see what's happening on the computer screen. But obviously, yeah. it's, it's not as cool as having the goggles on. Yeah, those are pretty neat. I did. I, I used the um, the PlayStation uh, one from the PlayStation Four, I believe. And a buddy of mine, uh, we played Resident Evil <laughs> with those that goggles goggles on, and that's a freaky one to play. And uh, the only thing is that it can it can give you headaches. <clears throat> oh, I got it. I had to take them off because of a headache. It just yeah. hit me out of nowhere. Boom. I have like, oh, my eyes started to hurt. I'm like, emergency. Yeah. It went from zero to 100 in like 20 seconds. All of a sudden, my eyes started hurting. Yeah, so, you oh, got to be careful God. with that. So, How they expect us to live in the metaverse when you can't even have a headache. Uh, <laughs> when you get a headache so easily with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was fun though. I there was one where I forgot the name of it, but you're you you there's this gigantic animal like that you had like this character has as a pet, and you you're jumping over bridges that are high in this castle and everything, and you have to jump over this bridge onto the back of this flying like dragon like animal, and you jump on it and you're flying around in the sky. It's like wow, it gets really wild, like because. Again, your your depth perception and everything, your brain is thinking, you know, part of your brain is thinking this is really happening. And it, it's pretty surreal. It's really cool. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. Mm -hmm. I will say it's just one of those things where uh, physically, you're, if you start to get a headache, the party's over. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's fun, but it's not. It's not, it's, it's cool. It's really cool at first. Cause you're like, Whoa, this yeah. is how far things have come. Cause I don't even play video games. So I haven't been a part of the progression. I stopped right. at N64. That's when I stopped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was great. big into Sega Genesis and N64. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then I was good at the Wii. I enjoyed the Wii. Uh, but I didn't play it like every day, you know, I play a, a couple times and then boom, I actually sold it uh, shortly after, but not cause I didn't like it cause I ran out of money at the time. Um, but yeah, but you put on these goggles and you're like, holy crap, this, this is, this is like real. You can look around, you can turn your head and you can kind of take steps forward and back and duck and move to the side. And it actually it it senses that inside of it so mm -hmm. anyways uh, that's what i did on my thanksgiving yeah yeah you know that's funny because my brother made thanksgiving uh dinner as well he made the turkey um he got one of those uh he got all spiffy he got one of those uh tanks that you dip yep. it in you fry it in and uh but he was telling me that it you know you got to be careful because it could if you if it's not uh, dry enough or something like that, it can shoot out the the liquid that, at you. And I'm, I'm like, 
uh, you got to be careful. Like you got to wear like a hazmat suit, <laughs> you know, when you're put dipping that in, in that stuff there. But he, he pulled it off and he, when he nice. brought the, you know, it took like a couple hours or something. And he brought, when he took it out though, it was kind of black, <laughs> the mm. turkey. So we're like, uh, and he brings it in, into the kitchen. And my mom's like, what happened? <laughs> and, and I go, I go, uh, yeah, I got a running joke like he's Clark from uh, Christmas Vacation, and I go, "It's a butte, Clark. It's a butte," and he's gonna wait. He's gonna cut it up, and it's gonna deflate, you know. But he cut it up, and it, I'm, I go, "I'm, I'm sure it's gonna. The meat's gonna be nice and tender and white." And sure enough, it was nice and tender and and uh, white, and uh, it was great. He pulled it off, so nice. Yeah. Good, good on him for that. And uh, we had all sorts of stuff with that. We had, uh, of course, the cranberry and stuffing, uh, the mashed potatoes. Uh, my Aunt Betty brought in uh, yams. And uh, I, let's see what I brought in. I brought in, actually, I brought in two things. I brought in uh, a macaroni salad. Uh, and I brought in Stay Puff marshmallows. You know they make state puff marshmallows now. Did you know that? I, I don't know if you're so it's branded from Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> I was at the, that their Walmart, and I was like, mm -hmm. "You got to be kidding me! They make it. It's got state puff." I was like, "That's awesome!" So I, I bought a few bags of those. I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring s'mores. So as like a gift, you know. And uh, so I brought up everyone a bag and with some, some graham, graham crackers and some little chocolates, Hershey chocolates and all that. So, um, so that was fun. I don't think, I don't think uh, they appreciate it like I do. Cause I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot not do that. And uh, no, it was awesome. It was, we just, we, we, uh, you know, my aunt Betty brought an apple, an apple pie, there's pumpkin pie already, and then there's my cake for my birthday on top of that. So could we, so we celebrated my birthday a little bit there. So there's just so much pie and cake. It was ridiculous, you know. And, awesome. uh, yeah, and then, uh, oh, our, our, our team, the Lions. Oh, gosh. This is, a, this is a Michigan thing. Like, every year we watch the Thanksgiving game with the Lions yeah. and, and we hope and pray that they win. It's like more important than the Super Bowl for us. Like, as long as they win the Thanksgiving game, and they never do, they never do, right? And uh, it got down to like the last quarter, and it was the the Lions were up by I think one point, right? And the other team, there, I'm trying to think who they played. Uh, the other team um, ended up doing like a timeout in the last minute. And they ran the clock out, and they kicked a field goal. And I'm like, man, that is so it's such a cheap way to win, you know. <laughs> and it looked like so promising that the Lions might win this, or could they could win this, but they just got robbed from them so easily robbed. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and I was saying to everybody, it's like there's something about a, living in a state where your team loses. Every year, I mean, at Thanksgiving, it just, it's, it's got to do something to us collectively. You know, it's just not good for our esteem, you know, <laughs> to like, 
you know, witness that all the time. So I think it's it's better to put more faith in our college teams, I guess, than than, than NFL. You know? Right. Um, right. And yet another reason why I don't get emotionally involved in sports because again, you you it's if your team loses, you're in the dumps. You know, and uh, it's like what I was. I was working in Indiana once and, you know, it's a big Notre Dame and they're all about Notre Dame over there. And when, when I was working, like Notre Dame lost, right? Everybody that I was interacting with at the store was, they were down and they were bumming. Like everyone seemed depressed. Like it was a physical thing. Like that town took it really serious. And uh, I was like, wow, that just tells you that just, again, it's how attached you get to, the external circumstances of a team. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it can affect you. And, and let's not, how about we, we're just using sports as the metaphor. What if, like in my case, like, a, I, you know, movies, like I've like, ah, I can't wait to see this movie. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And then you go see it and it sucks or it's not, you know, it's disappointing and you're like all bummed out. And it's like, again, that's why it's, you shouldn't really get caught up emotionally over, over anything in the outside world, if you can help it, you know, not easy all the time, but I think that's the best way to go. It's just like be detached a little bit from, you know, things that are depending on that outside world to bring you that, that happiness or that high, you know? Right. So, yeah. Completely agree. Yeah, so yeah. today's episode we're doing the last day of November. You invited me on. Right. We got one month left, and then 2021 will be behind right. us. We'll have to do an end of year review too. Yeah, but... yeah, we did that last year, didn't we? Yeah, <clears throat> seems like yesterday. Yeah, man, I like that one. I thought that was a lot of fun. Oh, I want to say what's up to Anthony. He's on, I think, listening, or he was. Yeah. Uh, so Very thanks cool. for hopping on. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll take a look here. It says uh, your friend Anthony says same here. Stopped at Nen a Nintendo sixty four. Amen with that. Uh, it says some same things with same thing with politics. When someone's political team loses, the other side is in the dumps. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. And it it really is the same thing because that's how that's how they act. It's tribal. Mm-hmm. And it it has a lot of parallels, you know, if whatever, if you're on blue or red, whatever Absolutely. team you're on, it's just, it's, uh, it gets pretty divisive. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, it's cool that you said, said you were a Genesis guy. Like a lot, a lot of my friends were, um, Oh, Ken Zen in the house too. Yeah, I see that Ken Zen. Yeah. What's up, Ken Zen? Thanks for listening. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, my friends are Super Nintendo. A lot of them had Super. I was like one of the few that had the Genesis. And then after that, it was like the PlayStation. I had the PlayStation for a little while. That was like my college years was the PlayStation. And then my roommates had the Nintendo 64. They played a lot of uh, Turok, uh, Dinosaur Hunter there. And... Uh, that's about the time where it's like, hey, I can't keep playing video games anymore. I got to take things seriously and try to graduate and, and 
get through college. <laughs> the video games kind of, that's where it kind of stopped for me a little bit, you know. And then uh, eventually, you know, graduated and then it's like, do I want to keep going with PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3? And I'm like, it just wasn't, I don't know. It just kind of fell off right there. I, you know, I was pretty big into video games for a while, but I don't know. Different passions. You know, I got back hardcore and drawing again, back into, uh, uh, gosh, what other things? Just movies and, and trying to make movies and, and, you know, and then before I knew it, I was off to California and get a little stand-up comedy there. And so there really wasn't much time for, for video games, you know, really. You know, I get, then I started going back into like emulation, emulated games where it was old school 80s, like Nintendo games and stuff like that for a while. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I know kind of going back to that other older topic, but uh, um, yeah, uh, Thanksgiving. That, that was that was awesome. Do you have any leftovers? No, we didn't take anything. Uh, plus, I'm doing this 30-day, it's called the 30-Day Ultimate Lifestyle Transformation. Oh. It's, it's a product, it's a kit that you get from a company called Perium. And the main, the, the main staple of this thing is this power shake. And it's basically a power or a superfoods shake. So it's got things like spirulina, wheatgrass, and then a bunch of veggies, carrots, and other stuff, other superfoods, um, and it's packed. So the idea is you're taking two of these shakes a day. The kit comes with a shaker, so you put five and a half t- tablespoons per shake. Shake it up, boom. Ten. I'm doing the. There's three different uh, kind of roads you can go down. Yeah. There's the basic one, three meals a day. There's the. Uh, it's called accelerated progress that's the number that's the second one and then the third one is the intermittent fasting and that's what omina and i are doing so basically you don't eat anything until well you take a shake at 10 have lunch at noon and then you take a shake again at four and then you eat at 5 30 and then after 5 30 you don't eat anything so that's kind of where the intermittent fasting comes in so sure get your last meal at six and then boom, you're done for the rest of the night. Take yeah. this tart cherry juice. And that's supposed to have this natural occurring melatonin in it. Um, huh. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, we're a couple days in, we're like five days in and I would have to say, I'm a little surprised the shake tastes good and I feel all right. But, um, I mean, I think I think we're consuming more on this cleanse than we normally do in our daily life. So I mean, we've been pretty good about intermittent fasting and eating well. So this thing, this thing's got me going doing four meals a day, where I never do four meals. I mean, if you count a shake as a meal, which it's 150 calories and it's got carbs and protein and fat. So if you're counting that as a meal, you're you're taking it at 10 o'clock and then eating a lunch 700 calories which is not that small at noon and then another one at four another shake which is another you know carbs fat and protein and then boom your big dinner at 5 30 which is they say 900 calories so we've we've been following it pretty good 
but we're eating more often than we normally do. And uh, I'm a little surprised by this, you know. I feel, I don't know. I'll give my full review after the 30 days. Um, so I mean like the, the basis kind of the theory behind the cleanse is that you're, you're not snacking, which is good. Right. And you're flooding your body with the so-called superfoods in this shake. And then another part of it is this, it's called the biomedic and it's a pill that you take twice a day, two pills twice a day. Okay. And it's supposedly, I think it's enzymes, maybe probiotics, but there's something in there that they claim will remove up to 76% of the glyphosate in your di- digestive tract. So mm. after a month of taking this product every day, you're cleansing that out through this biomedic product. And then um, you're also taking twice a day these plant-based amino acids so this complete amino acid yeah um, and the idea is to take those on an empty stomach they're pretty much pre-digested so they go straight to muscle they say within 26 minutes so that's that's the gist of it and like i said the shakes taste good but i feel like i'm more full throughout the daytime than i normally am like normally i don't eat until you know noon to 2 to 3 to 4 sometimes right and i feel light and good and now i'm like pushing this shake down at 10 and then a, a 700 calorie lunch at noon all right now yeah. boom on you know another shake at 4 and i'm like i'm just shoving it down so that's the cleanse. Uh, so that's where I'm wow. at now. I thought I'd share with you. Do you feel bloated a bit or just full? Uh, I would say a little bit of both, to be honest. Huh. Wow. Yeah. And Omina says she feels it too. Huh. Well, are you feeling good so far, though? Yeah, I, I, I feel good enough to keep going with it. We're going to give it a chance because the last 10 days, you, in, you incorporate this other cleanse product, and that's supposed to really clean, you know, flush you out. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm just trusting in the, pro- the process because it actually gets really good reviews, this thing. Okay. This this product, this thirty day uh, regimen, gets really good reviews, and people do really good on it. Um, I just think maybe I, uh, I don't know. Well, like I said, I don't want to be judgmental about it yet. But I was doing really good before the cleanse, and I thought, whoa, I'm going to take it to the next level with this thirty day cleanse. But. Now I'm feeling a little bit more full and bloated. So we'll see. We'll see. No judgment yet. Just progress report. Yeah, well, I mean, you did the the seven-day fast, so you can do this no problem, I suspect. Yeah. Anthony asked, does the shake kick you out of ketosis? I think it has to. It's got uh, a net carb of 15 grams. So, I mean – I would mm-hmm. think so, but I don't know. I think if you're fat adapted, you can take in some amount of carbs and stay in ketosis. I don't know how fat adapted I am. I, I wish there was a test for that, but like you said, you know, I did pretty by the end of the seven day fast, I was feeling pretty good. My energy levels were 
they weren't they definitely weren't a hundred percent but I was yeah. working I was doing inspections and working and my mind was functioning and I had the ability to use adrenaline when I needed it like there was this time at an inspection where I had to lift a this trap door to get into the basement mm-hmm. and uh okay. And, uh, I was, I was like, Oh, I'm tired, man. I'm fasting. I don't know if I'm going to be able to lift this thing. But as soon as I needed to boom, the adrenaline kind of kicked in and I was able to. So that was really interesting. Those different energy methods. Yeah. Anthony says, what about drinking the shake a little later and tightening your fast? That's what we were thinking, but we're literally following the schedule they provided us. We're just we wanted to follow it to a T just to see what it's all about. Follow it. It's only 30 days. And if it, you know, at the end of the 30 days, we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, but I was definitely thinking about that too. And today I naturally did that because I was out working and it was, it felt kind of good to, to fast in between meals a little bit more, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the podcast on that because the seven day podcast uh, the wrap up was awesome. I really liked your story there about what what your body went through and how you felt, and uh, that was cool. It's it's something that people not a lot of people do. I mean, there's definitely a, a certain amount of people that a smaller amount of people that do the seven day one, um, but it's that's an experience that. It's funny because we're Anthony's like listening right now. He's the only guy I know that did 20 days. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> 20 days, no joke. <laughs> there, Anthony. Wow. But uh, again, fast. yeah, there's not still, even though there's people doing it, it's, it's I, you would say probably not most of the population are fasting. Mm-hmm. Like, to, and especially to that, that time length. So you guys are no when they when they fast they're talking about like the sixteen eight sixteen hour fast eight hour window of eating that's fast to them not these block fasts yeah yeah and I I got that a lot from people they're like we understand intermittent fasting but these long days of not eating that's just crazy Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I I my my reaction is I understand because until you, until you kind of get inspired by someone who's promoting it and they show you the science, mm-hmm. it does sound kind of crazy because it's so foreign to most of us. But yeah. what's crazy is this idea of refrigerators and modern grocery stores. Like that's the, that's the new thing. That's the novelty. That's yeah. Know, Uh, however many years of human history how long have we had refrigerators and grocery stores and and ice trucks that deliver things across the country and even planes and like you know that is i think people have been fasting whether intentionally or forced into fasting um i don't know what his name was victor franco i think he was mm-hmm. in the Nazi concentration camps. Okay, he yeah. wrote in his memoirs, he said, the first two weeks that they weren't eating anything, people 
all their aches and pains went away in that first two weeks. Obviously, it, w- it became terminal and they got worked to death and, you know, they didn't yeah. eat for long, a long period of time. So it became deadly. But yeah. in, he, he mentioned that he noticed in those first two weeks, people's pains went away. And I'm like, it's so that's so on point and interesting. Yeah, humans were meant to feast and fast. I, I completely agree with it. Um, it's easy though. It's there's also we have this thing where it's like you get that daily fix. Like let's say I have my egg, I break my fast with eggs and a salad, you know, every day at twelve o'clock, and it's like. By 11 o'clock, I'm like, ooh, I get to get home. I get to get my eggs. I'm going to put an avocado on it today because they're yeah. ripe. And I'm going to use some of that new hot sauce I got. And you're like spending your – and you you build this pathway in your brain I, that you want uh, – your body, your mind expects it, that pleasure, the pleasure of – the taste, you know what I mean? It's like an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's dopamine, dopamine rush, you know, right. That's how you're getting your hit there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's great because this is what it is. It's like, you're, you're making the meal, the priority instead of making the meal, a secondary thing that we've done. Like so many of us have done in the, the, the modern world is that we're just, everything else is coming first and then the meals like, well, we'll just put something together real quick or we'll eat fast food or, or, you know, so we don't have to think about it and just, you know, uh, we don't, you know, when you think about you have it all planned out and you make it about, I'm going to come home, I'm going to eat the eggs and you have that set and you're putting that meal as a priority of your day instead of the other way around. I think that's the way it should be, you know, yeah. So good job there, you know, because it's just too, it's too easy to be like, well, you know what, I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to cook uh, because I got all this other stuff I got to do. And you make the meal kind of secondary is because you're prior prioritizing work or things that got to get the errands and stuff like that, that we think is more important than eating healthy food. Mm-hmm. You know, or food that's at least fresh and put together uh, right and all that. And, and what's good for us and, 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 and preparing that and taking the time to prepare that and, and, and cook. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. But it, it, you got to do it when it when you're ready for it. Because, like, I saw this guy, and I'm not saying this in a judgmental way because this was me not long ago. I I like to think I've progressed and I'm judging that based on how I feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm just using how I feel, my overall wellness and pain, energy levels, digestive health, it's better now. Yeah. After uh you know being more disciplined, but I I was just driving I was driving for work and I just I was at the stoplight and I look over and I see this kid and he's just stuffing his face while he's driving. And he's, <laughs> you can kind of see he's kind of like trying to keep it clean. Whatever it had, like it was like a sandwich half in the wrapper. So he's kind of, he was holding the sandwich in the wrapper. 
And you could see he was like trying to multitask. He was trying to pay attention to the road and he was trying to, you know, huff down this sandwich. And I think that's what you're talking about. It's like multitasking (laughs) big time. And not appreciating the meal as it's uh, as itself, like just that's definitely not mindful eating, you know. Right. <laughs> and it will have an effect on you, you know. And I get it. If you have to do it, you have to do it. Um, yeah. But if you can, if you can, try not to do it. I, I mean, from yeah. my experience, you get you yeah. get benefits from that. Very conscious eating. Uh, even Paul checked. I don't know if you're familiar with Paul Check. No. Uh, he's on YouTube, but he's more than a YouTube guy. He's 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 not just a YouTube guy. He's on YouTube, but he's much more than he's an author. He's a good, you know, well-rounded, established trainer, nutritionist, all-around um, wellness coach and beyond kinesiologist. And he has this. He he writes about the importance of being in a healthy state of mind when you're consuming your food. Mm, mm-hmm. um, like you don't want to do it when you're stressed. You don't want to do it when you're angry. You don't want to do it when you're preoccupied with something else. And you want to sit down in a good mood and that's and like even give thanks for the food. And that's, right. just, you know, it's not about believing in, not about being religious or it's not about believing in anything or not believing in anything it's just simply about using that little prayer before a meal to put your mood into the right your mindset into the right place before you ingest the food and there's physiological benefits to that of consuming food when you're in a happy or calm state not in a stressed high cortisol stress uh state so it's going to help uh it's going to help you overall and i found i found that to be true um in general for myself when i started practicing it but you know obviously you're not going to be in trouble if you if you huff down a, a breakfast sandwich you'll live you'll get through it it'll taste good you're going to be okay but yeah. if you just if you keep compounding it over and over again uh, it might be just one of those things that's stacking on the inflammation, right? Uh, you know, according to Paul Check, and I, from from my experience, it works to to try to do that little reset your consciousness before you consume your food. You know, if you get the chance, like Anthony said, it takes him an hour to prepare a decent meal. And when you're cooking for yourself, you know, controlling what you eat, that's just the reality of it. That's what it takes. Um, But obviously, that's not realistic for a lot of people. But the point is, is you don't have to be perfect. You just have to know this exists and, you know, try to make some incremental change unless you have a serious health crisis, in which case that can jumpstart like radical change, which... That's how I usually operate. I wait until the last moment when it's a crisis, and then I do a radical change. How about you? Speaking of that, uh, before I go into my eating habits, uh, (laughs) I was talking to my good friend John, 
and uh, he's been on the podcast here. And uh, we, uh, you know, he has his own company, and he he needs you, man. He needs you because he. It's exactly what we're talking about. Where he'll he'll just eat bad, fattening, fried food in the car on the way to and from the gig. Uh, he's in construction. You know, he's running. He's got his own crew, and um, he's just you know Coney Island. He's he's just he's he's eating the stuff, and it's like, hey, you know, I he, I just don't know. You know, hit the doctor. He went to go see the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "You gotta, you gotta take it easy." It's like you're, you're, you could have a heart, you know, heart attack. You, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking at your stats here, and it's not, your cholesterol levels are, are shooting through the roof here, and um, so he's at the point where, without going into too much detail, because I, I don't want to go too much. He's not here to, you know, talk about it, but. He's at the point to where he needs to he needs to do something, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, I go, man, you know, you gotta get you're you're at the point where you get you're you're sick of being sick of it. You got to make a change, a drastic change now, and uh, it, you know, do it incrementally. You know, I don't know if you can do it overnight, but just do it bit by bit, maybe, and uh, eat a little bit healthier and be more conscious about. You're, you know, kind of like what we're talking about here and, and hit the gym. You gotta, you gotta hit that gym now, you know? And, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, I gotta get more serious about it. And it's like, gosh, cause it wasn't good. It wasn't a good doctor. It was not an ideal doctor visit. So, and, and you have firsthand, uh, you know, experience. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you went, hit, went to the doctor or anything, but you know, you're telling me about your college days and you know, the fast food and all that stuff. So yeah. yeah. What would you recommend that? How would he start to make a change from that kind of eating lifestyle? Well, based on my own habits and my, the way my brain works, I feel like you got to find a mentor. And what I mean by that is not someone, not necessarily someone in your own life, like mm-hmm. physically that you can talk to, but there's more than enough people online. You just got to find the right person that like, like mm-hmm. I like Dr. Daniel Pompa. So uh, you can just go on a, you can just go on a marathon of his videos with a notebook and you'll learn everything you need to know to get started, to, okay. to make the changes in your daily life. Um, you know, and there's there's a few other there's a few other people I, I could recommend. It's hard to say like don't do this and do that. Yeah, I, I think like maybe what I'm doing with this 30 day ultimate lifestyle transformation might be something good for him mm-hmm. because you know for me I feel like I was already doing pretty well based on just my own protocol. So doing the doing this 30 day thing it's like it's just kind of disrupting something that was already working if that makes sense like i was taking something that was already working and then changing it so it's like it's not a it's not necessarily bad but i didn't necessarily need to change anything from what i was doing yeah um 
but but uh, most people that are I see I'm in the Telegram group of all the people that are currently doing the 30 day transformation and they're all down, you know, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, feeling great. And so that's, I mean, that's why I got into it because I was seeing all these people's results. Yeah. So may, maybe a 30 day, just, and the nice thing about it, 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 it is strictly, it's a very regimented program. So it tells you at this time, do this. At this time, do that. Here's what you can eat. Here's what you can't eat. And so there's no gray area. And that's kind of what some people need that, are, that have been eating at Holiday Station in between, you know, going to and from job sites. And that was me. I did, I, back in like 2011, 2012, 20, yeah. I was eating at Holiday Station in the morning, I would go, I'd get their breakfast sandwiches, I'd get the hot dogs and brats, dude. Yeah. And I'd load <laughs> them up with sauerkraut and pico <laughs> and mustard. Yeah. And um, it, it wrecked me. It wrecked me. Like, digestive-wise, it totally wrecked me. So I, yeah. it, it brought me quickly to this point where – you got to take it seriously because you got to treat your gut. Gut health is, I've come to the conclusion that gut health, it, you can't exercise if you can't process nutrients because you can't, if you can't convert, make the conversion happen in the digestive system, then the movements and the structure, if your muscles and bones are structure and you want those to be strong and healthy. All right. And you want to be able to use them, like movement. You want to be able to run and lift weights and jump and do high-intensity interval training. Yeah. You absolutely need that conversion in your gut working. You, it won't if, – if that ain't working, then it's like trying to run a vehicle when you never change the oil. Like it's just it, – mm. the conversion happens. The conversion process isn't happening properly. So never mind the exercise. I mean, of course you can exercise. Like those are good inputs to make the system work. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, you know, just from my experience, you got to correct the, the gut health, the digestive tracts. And yeah. You got to treat it like a delicate garden. And fasting, water fasting is the like – the best way i think like uh, it's the most profound but uh yeah. just getting control getting into learning how to get into keto ketosis and burn use ketones instead of being a sugar burner i would say that's like in a nutshell if you can switch from sugar burning to fat burning then you're in good shape then move on to the fasting because when you're fasting you're burning ketones right so you want to switch from sugar burning to fat burning. And that just means low carb, you know, organic paleo style diet and, um, and uh, start the intermittent fasting, start going on, extending your window a little bit of not get used to that discomfort of 
it's okay to be hungry. It's actually yeah. good for you when you're hungry and you just live through that, live through the hunger and get used to hunger. And then eventually it goes away and you, there's different techniques. You can call a friend call, when you're hungry and you want to eat and you're going to go break, just call someone instead and get obsessed with, uh, you know, get entrenched in a phone conversation, right? You, yeah. you'll, you'll forget about your hunger. Anyways, different things like that. I, I would say, I don't know. I guess it's where he's at. I, I think we're talking about your friend. Um, yeah, he's, he's to the point where, yeah, it was not a good checkup. He got a little bit of bad news there about what's going on with his body. So he's at the point where he's got to change. Uh, so he's at level zero. If I, if I had to guess. So I think the, what you're telling me though is, is good stuff. He's, he's just got to motivate himself to do it now because I think a lot of it has to do though. It's emotional. Like a lot of the stuff is it's, he's under stress because of, you know, he's, he's heading the company and all that. And he's got a lot of responsibility and he's got to drive long distances. Sometimes it's construction, you know? Um, so there's a lot of pressures on the man. And, uh, but again, it's like, yeah, that's true, but you still have to make your food, you're eating a priority, you know? So it's, I guess he's got to get to that point now. I hope he's at the point where he can make, make a change. And like you're saying, find a mentor online and, and take it seriously. And, yeah, I mean, you can go even beyond that. You can pay. You can pay for consultations with specific doctors that are in the know. Like Dr. Pompa has a whole network of doctors. You know, it depends how into it he wants to get, how serious he is. Mm-hmm. If he wants to, if he really wants to make the change, all the info's out there, and it's very doable. Like I was saying. A, a, a just starting with a three-day water fast, which is it seems like a mountain to climb for a lot of people. Yeah. Like three days without food. And then after you do it, you realize, whoa, I could I felt fine. I yeah, was like, I, I was just fine. N- not yeah. only was I survived, I, I, I wasn't even hungry. And boom, I was a little tired. But then you're like, whoa, I can go five. And then I made it to the seven day and it's like, no, you can do two weeks. Like Anthony, he's done two weeks. He's done yeah. 20 days. Um, and once you, once you just start doing that, anybody can do it. I mean, maybe if you're on different meds, I don't want to, I don't want to make a blanket statement that anyone right. can do it. That's why if, if it's really dire, you should be talking to it. You should find a doctor who knows how to fast people. And they're going to they're gonna tell you what markers to look for, like where if you're in a dangerous state, like, you know, don't do it. But uh, I would start with D- Dr. Daniel Pompa. Okay. If, if, I, if I could pass along anything, because he's qualified. I'm not. You know, I'm just one right. person who's had some good results listening to this guy. Um. But to me, he seems like, you know, he's not going to tell you to go vegan, which I'm not saying is bad. I think there's therapeutics, therapeutic pathways down that road. Um, But he's not, it's not, my point is he's not advocating a dramatic life change other than 
uh, spacing out your meals and learning to spend a little bit more time hungry. And yeah, yeah, obviously cut out the garbage, like stop defaulting to uh, fast food or even Chipotle or whatever it is. Like that's a systems problem. Your system is messed up. Not, not, not your digestive system, but your daily routine system. With yeah. a little bit of prep, you can you can be prepared for all situations so you don't break your diet. It's a systematic yeah. issue. It's a systematic problem if you're like, oh, shit, I, I didn't have time, so I had to stop at Chipotle. And it's like, that's fine. You know, we all do that. But if you're really serious about it, if you want to go from rags to riches uh, health-wise – then you got to take it real seriously. You got you to treat your gut like a delicate garden. And you can't just mm-hmm. throw a bunch of garbage into it. You're, you won't keep up. And if you get constipated, that's a sign that things are bad. And that's how I knew I was messed up because I constipation. It's like something is not trance. It's not, uh, it's not converting inside my system. Yeah. Eating, but it's not converting. And then my, I'm not getting stronger. I'm peaking out and I'm, I have pain. So that was all a digestion thing. And I bet you anything that's his issue too. I don't know. I'm not, you know, not medical advice by any means. Yeah. But uh, yeah, rant over there, Chris. Yeah. That's, this is all good stuff. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let him know about this guy and, uh, but again, it's going to be in his hands. You know, he, he's got to he's got to take it serious. You know, he's going to want to do it, and I hope he's at the point where he wants to do it and make that change. Uh, do you want me to send you a good? So I I talked to my friend from a long time ago last night. He gave me a call out of the blue, and he was saying some of the similar stuff. He well, he was saying he was healthy, but he just he wants to take it to the next level. And I'm like, all right. He's like, well, what should I do? I know you're, you know, you're in shape and you take your health real seriously. And I was like, well, thank you for thinking that. I don't know how you knew that, but <laughs> he seemed to know that. Um, and I said, I'm going to send you this 30-minute presentation by Dr. Pompa. Watch it. And he's like, dude, I'm going to watch it. And so this morning, I was like, you know, you send videos to people and they don't watch. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, watch this video and they don't yeah. watch. Well, the next day, he sent me a full page of notes that he took from that video. And he's like, Excellent. dude, th- this dude is spitting truth. He's like, thank you so much for sharing this video with me. And yeah. I was like, dude, th- be grateful to Pampa. Like, I'm just a ben- I just was lucky enough to find it. And you follow what Dr. Pampa's saying? And it's not just one guy. I'm not trying to put this guy on a pedestal too much, but he is really good. He is really good. And it's yeah. not just him. It's his whole network of people that they understand the, the, the knowledge is out there. It's just like, you know, if there's just people that want to heal and then there's people that want to make money and they don't really always collide with each other or they don't, they're not synchronistic with each other. Mm. So obviously, if you can solve all your problems with a seven-day water fast once a year, 
that's not really good for industry, right? Mm-hmm. But you literally can, I, I think, you know, what do I know? I'm not, not medical advice, but I did my seven-day water fast and uh, my pain went away with other things. I'm not saying it all, all was all, and it's not, it's never just one fast. Dr. Pompa will tell you that it's not just one fast. It's you do fast, you learn the art of fasting and you schedule these throughout your year. Right, so, right. so you can feast and famine. You're going to say, all right, I've been eating like a pig and that's fine because next month I'm going to do a four-day fast and yeah. we're going to cl- clean it up because like what I've heard is after 36 hours of no food in your system, your body's digested it all. Now it's the blood acts like a solvent and it's getting mm. pumped through your veins and it's no longer worried about digestion. Now it's worried right. about getting rid of everything that's not supposed to be there. And then you do that for seven days, 10 days, and you can do the like what they call the European fast, which is the, the creme de la creme is the 21 day. Yeah. Uh, it's according to Dr. Pompa's the 21 day, the European fast. And you do one of Gosh. those. Uh, you got to hear these stories. He works with people, you know, cancer patients. He works with these people and they have just a profound uh, uh, results with just drinking purified water for n- nothing but purified water for days and days. One guy, I think the record was 300 days, 308 Gosh. days with just water. Wow. He was being monitored, <laughs> but he was he a really right biblical. <laughs> yeah, but he was huge. I mean, he was in like the 300 pounds, 400 pounds, and he had to. He was going to die, and he lost it all. Like he lost all of that weight, and he was being monitored the whole time to make sure his you know electrolytes were fine. Because during your fast, you can take electrolytes, you can take you know sea salt, his or Himalayan salt, whatever. Whatever your doctor recommends. But anyways, I, I, I don't want to rant too long about this, but I'll send you a 30-minute presentation from Dr. Pompa. Okay. And if you want to pass it along to him, let, yeah. let Dr. Pompa be the messenger, not me. You know, okay. he can call me if he wants, but I'm just going to tell him, you know, you got to get on the, you got to get on the Pompa train. Yeah. He needs a change. He mm-hmm. needs a change. Um, thank you for that i'm I'm, i feel like i'm neglecting uh, anthony here he's just dropping all these messages he's getting fired up here let me read a few of these here he's saying uh chipotle chipotle is my guilty pleasure yeah mine too uh i put those efas in before i eat lol efas what does that stand for essential fatty acid ah yes the code all these abbreviations, these abbreviations these days. I gotta ask what this stuff means. Okay, a long fast is a fast a year is so uh, beneficial. I tried to do a few extended ones a year. Well, great job there, Anthony. Uh, if he has a lot of fat on him, his body can survive off of it. Yeah, I've I've definitely heard of how the body kind of eats. Isn't this true, uh, Daniel? It kind of yeah. eats its fat. Yeah, when it's going through starvation mode. Well, they, they, unless you're working out too heavy, if you're like lifting weights and being worked, then your body will break down the muscle. But if, uh, if you're, if you're just coasting and treading water, 
it's going to burn fat. And everyone thinks, oh, I don't want to lose muscle. I don't want to do a fat. Or I don't want to do a fast because I don't want to lose muscle. Well, you're not going to lose muscle. You're going to lose fat unless you're doing the strenuous workouts. That's how I understand it. Again, don't take my word for it. But I, right. I think I'm right. I, or I think I'm correct on this. And then he says, electrolytes are the game changer when fasting. Yeah, sure. It makes sense to me. But, um, well, I'll just tell you what my, how my routine is. I'm kind of half, I like to say I'm half and half, half cooking and eating uh, somewhat healthy foods. But, you know, I do eat, I do the fast food. Um, Yep. I definitely try to get away from eating and driving. I made an effort to kind of pull over. And if I have to eat, pull over and park and eat uh, consciously and enjoy it as opposed to driving and eating. Um, bringing my, but I, like I was telling you before, I started bringing salads to, to, to work. That helped for a little bit. Uh, although I kind of got off that train because, <laughs> again, you got to constantly buy the salad, you know. Um, you know, but uh, chicken sandwiches, you know, although, I mean, it's I'm still eating that bread and everything, but I like to think it's a little bit healthier than eating the burgers all the time. So, I mean, effort's there, but I, I there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not a guy that sits on my butt. I like to keep, keep it moving, and I go work out on a regular basis at least three to five times a week. Um, so I'm staying active. Uh but again, I could, there's always room for improvement with how I eat and how I can prep things. And yep. that's why I asked you for advice for the lunches. The lunches were the big thing. The thing now, what I'm doing with lunches, I'm not eating big lunches. I'm eating smaller lunches because I just I don't like to feel that bloat and that heaviness when I go back to work. So I, I keep it a little bit smaller proportions, you know. Whether that's, that's a healthier great. lunch or not a healthier lunch, still just eat smaller proportions you know so yeah and i'm not i'm not i don't feel like my body's in pain or anything like that i feel pretty good for the most part i think the only issue i have is just the uh the energy sometimes i just the i need a little bit more a little bit more energy but i think i suspect some of that could have to do with me staying up late and and uh, not real, not getting up early and all that. That's kind of that's kind of a thing that could be solved right there. But yeah, so that's pretty much that's a broad stroke summary, you yep. know. So, but I'll check I'll check out the video too just to see what I can learn from it and get you know tips and everything like that. So it's good stuff. Yeah, and it's just one thirty minute video. It's gonna. If if it leaves you inspired, then you'll probably have more questions mm-hmm. than you did before you watched. But it's a good starting place, and you can just go to his YouTube channel and marathon it through. I like him because he's solid and he's got a, a lot of tutorial videos. You know, it's easy to get to you, – you start doing – you start following someone and then – you find some other guru that's saying something kind of opposite, not opposite, but a little bit different. And then you, so you switch up and then you find another person that's saying something and then you switch up and do what they're doing. 
and and next thing you know you're not you're you're way off course from where you started because you're mm. listening to these different people i feel like pompa's just just stay with pompa he knows what he's talking about at least spend some time with him and get some basics down learn from him and then move on to your next guru if that's what's going to happen yeah uh, and the only reason i do that is cuz that's what i did and it worked for me sure yeah, it keeps you focused on one method for a while, mm-hmm. and it disciplines you with that one kind of uh, routine, and then you can kind of learn from somebody else, I guess, once you master that a little bit. Exactly, yeah. Wow, well, that was a lot of good stuff. I, I, I didn't know this was going to turn into a podcast about eating for about an hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I mean, hey, that's just the world you're coming from, and and that's it's good stuff to put out there too. So I appreciate it. Um, I, I think it's Thanksgiving. We went from the Thanksgiving eating to uh, you know eating habits and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anytime I hear that someone's in a crisis and they need they want they want help, it's like yeah, it's hard yeah. not to. All right, you know, let's let's take care of this. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So I think this is a very beneficial one to do, and it's important. Um, I mean, it all it's all important. I mean, it's all kind of connected. I mean. I was thinking today, uh, not, not, I don't want to get too serious on this cast and be too, I, I, I try to stay off news topics if I can help it, yeah, but there was sure. just a big, uh, do it, be serious. There's just, yeah, just a big, uh, little shooting here in Michigan here where okay. someone snapped. And, uh, so it's a little bit about, you know, um, a little bit about mental health. Again, I don't want to jump on the mental health. Like it's all mental health. It's like, yeah, guns can, can be bad and, you know, but it's, you know, that's a tricky subject, but yeah, it's like, we got to stay in good mental health. We got to stay in good food, uh, digestive health, good spiritual health. It all kind of runs into each other. And, um, this is one of those where it's good to, um, just take a step back and, and say, Hey, you know, look at how you eat and, uh, and how am I processing the world? And, um, you know, I, I try to keep things humorous on here if I can help it and, and, and not so serious. But, you know, it, it's just you can't 100 percent avoid some things and some topics. You know, it's just going to it's going to pop up. So, um, hey, you know, I, that's why I try to I, I try to watch comedies. I try to be funny. I try to be entertaining because that's important, too. It's, you know, having a little escapes are important as long as it's not like I'm, I'm escaping all the time, you know, running from something, you know? So, um, I guess what I, I was going to talk about next, um, just to just change it up a little bit is I was, Oh, I was watching, this was awesome. Uh, cause you know, we talk about paranormal once in a while. I was watching this great show and I think I might've told you about this called, it's called thinking aloud with uh, Jeffrey Mishlove. He's a parapsychologist and it's an awesome channel on YouTube where he interviews um, all sorts of people uh, that everyone from uh, what do you call that? Um, Where they psychics, um, where they see something that's happening far away and, 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 and 
they they draw it and everything and to all sorts of people like just other scientists other uh people that are into uh, spiritualism and just i could go on and on but he was it was one of those where oh i know what it was where i thought of you was the um alan greer dr alan greer who who has the app isn't that Stephen the, Greer? Stephen yeah. Greer, sorry, Stephen Greer, and he was talking. That came up, and how it's like he, he said that he has a little following of people that are, you know, some people believe that they can, uh, uh, they can feel when, you know, UFOs are in the area or they can sense it, mm-hmm. and uh, he was saying that Stephen Greer was building a community and everything like that, and um, I thought it was really interesting. There's a great um, there's a great story story that he has, or he wrote a book, Mishlove, the host of the show. And this this show, he he's had this going since the '80s. It's like it was a public access show, but now it's a, it's he made it a YouTube show. Awesome guests on. I mean, just really interesting and metaphysics, uh, all all sorts of stuff, paranormal stuff. He had Jacques Vallée on. I think that the one I was watching was Jacques Vallée uh, earlier, but. He, um, oh, what was he? He was talking about that, and so I'm thinking, yeah, that's so cool with the with the UFOs. Oh, the PK man. He knew a guy. This is the book. Was the PK man? The guy that he would he he would say, hey, I know when such and such is going to happen, you know, and there's going to be there's going to be an accident, and and then something that would like that in the news would occur, and so this guy had uh, a what do you call that? Like predicting the future kind of a, of a power. And he could say, yeah, yeah, premonitions. And he could also do things where he could conjure, supposedly conjure lightning and kind of point in the area where lightning can shoot. And then it would shoot down moments later. So, um, and UFOs, um, he would talk about, he would, he could talk to these, these, aliens that were they look like um praying mantises and they even had names for them like one was tweeter and and it's really silly cartoon names right Tweeter. <laughs> you know it's like and so it sounds really nuts but at the same time it's like jeffrey mishlov is is i i trust this guy because he definitely he he's very down to earth he's very uh you know he's very uh, 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 you know he's 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 gone to school for a long. He's a professor. He knows his stuff. He knows he's read. He's well read, and he would just say that this guy who just he had he had some kind of connection going on, and and things would happen that he would say that, that would happen. And I I got his book. It's called The PK Man. It's a it's a fascinating book. It's really cool. Really. Um, I, yeah, the, this guy, uh, uh, oh, his name was. Um, I had it, then I lost it. But he uh, he lived in upstate New York and everything. And unfortunately, he died like I don't know, maybe it was fifteen, twenty years ago. But he documented all the predictions that he made and, and things that came true. And he would get really uptight. And if if people said, "Oh, you're just full of crap," and then he'd get all ticked off it's like oh yeah well just wait 
I'm going to make sure if you, if you ever get in a plane, it's going to crash. Like he got really uh-huh. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like he get really defensive. If people doubted him and, uh, as, excellent book. And it's an, it's a great show. I mean, a lot of his old stuff from the eighties can vary anything, anything from like 15 minutes, uh, to some of his longer shows go for about an hour. Really? But, um, and he's just got so much material on there just so much like it's definitely the kind of interviews where you can have it on at night and you can kind of go to sleep to it and like but and just mellow out to it but it's just it's a really pleasant show to watch what's his name again i'm gonna look it up uh jeffrey mishlove and his show is called thinking aloud And he's, okay. he's 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 bald now. He kind of looks like a Professor Xavier or something. But <laughs> um, man, just so many good. Uh, I, I I recommend some of the old stuff too because some of the old uh, cable access stuff is really good. Like he's got all sorts of guys that were uh, professional, uh, you know, awesome in their field. Um, Ram uh, Ram Das, I believe, is his name. Um, uh, all sorts of like philosophers and everything from what do you think about uh, aliens and what it, it, or do we live in a hologram? Um, all sorts of stuff like that. So crazy! I, I can't believe I've never seen this before. I'm looking at this his channel. You're right, and it's it's similar to Age of Truth, but without the crazy exaggerated facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, uh, a little bit more grounded, I guess, maybe. Uh, and he's awesome. Like Mishlove really knows his stuff about all sorts of topics and all sorts of uh, uh, philosophies. And so he's just he's coming out coming at things from a real educated angle. And okay. he also has the same title that Peter Venkman had in Ghostbusters which is a doctor of parapsychology. So that's pretty awesome. He's like one of the very few people that has their doctorate in that. It's it's like such a super niche field <laughs> where it's like, well, pretty much all you're going to be able to do with that is kind of make your own show and talk about, talk about it with, with other people. But um, highly recommend it. I, if you're looking for stuff that that's interesting. I'll listen. Mm-hmm. Because I always have this urge at some point throughout the year where I want, usually during the winter, where I want to, I want to dive into something mysterious. And I, I think we've yeah. talked about this before, but just the unexplained, the mystery. Uh, there's something attractive about it, and that's why I like stuff like what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised I haven't heard them, but. I, I appreciate giving me a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's too bad. David Pilates, uh, hasn't been on there because I think some of that would cross over a little bit. Um, as far as a lot of stuff that, that David knows and has heard about, um, you know, the different myths and, uh, also there's some crossover. Um, another guy was at, those videos I sent you was of Hammer. The author was Hammer Hammerson Peters about the the Wendigo 
and all the stuff that go, all the shenanigans that go down up in Canada and all the uh, old tales that the Indians would say about, it's really interesting about um, cannibalism and how there's supposedly, they believed in a, in a force, supernatural force that drove people, you know, that were starving to kill their, you know, their fellow Indians and, um, and eat them. But not only that, but they would gain this like supernatural strength. And uh, they said that if um, they were turning, um, that they would gain the strength. So if they try to kill them, they would be thrown farther than they would normally if they're fighting someone. Um, if you try to kill this person, you have to make sure you, you kill their heart. And their mm. heart is really hard to kill as well. Like they tried, you know, it's hard to burn it because it's like so resistant because of the supernatural entity power. It's really wild. Wow. <laughs> it's a fascinating listen. Yeah. Um, you know, and they always say, you know, maybe some, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, embellishing, but, you know, there's, in a lot of stories, there's always some kind of kernel of truth. Yeah, I always like to think that there's some kind of reality to it. Yeah. Um, and there's there's some crossover there with uh, the Nahani Valley. You know, he Hammerson wrote a whole book on the Nahani Valley and all the sh- all the stuff where people would go go over there to look for gold and they get decapitated, um, and just all sorts of stuff. Where I'm sure some of it's crossing over to people that get you know, become missing nine, uh, four, one, one real easily. So it's, it, you kind of start to see where everything kind of, it, it kind of, it, it's all coming together in this weird hodgepodge of oddness of like, hmm. there's a lot of woods that have not been, you know, uh, totally investigated by man. You know, there's, there's a lot of cave systems that people haven't been into, we you have deep water that people haven't fully explored. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that there's probably a lot more going on under the earth and in the earth than we realize. And I think yeah. a lot of it comes out through these Indian tales and the missing 411 and Bigfoot and all that stuff. Right. So, Something's definitely happening. Yeah. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And we only we only get the world that they show us. You know, through the news and unless we're out there, you know, adventuring and get, you know, getting in there for ourselves, we only see what's reported and what they want to show us like a magician. So it's definitely something to keep in mind in the oncoming days, you know. Um, I mean, th- think about the, the UFO stuff, right? The uh, the the Tic Tacs, uh, the Tic Tac crafts that the... That the uh, the, the naval, uh, the Air Force guy recorded and how much of that people are in kind of really, I think, if you ask me, denial about it because it's it's the spin. Whatever spin they put on it is what the masses kind of agree with. It's like, well, you know, it's it's like some kind of uh, glitch in the instruments. Uh, it's really e- they're easy to glitch out and uh, and people just write it off for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it, it's so damn obvious, it's breaking the laws of our physics, you know. And it's like, well, it's it's the damn Russians. It's like, okay, let's say it's the Russians. It's still breaking the laws of physics. It, you're still in sci-fi country, kids. Um, so 
yeah, what what Kool Aid are we all drinking of denial? That's that's all I'm saying. I mean, to me, those those videos are so damn obvious that people just can't they, they just can't process it yet. They're still in like uh, I don't know. If you get back to work tomorrow, <laughs> it's like it 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 until it affects people's ability to go to work and provide. I think people are just like so. I don't know. They're just like caught in the headlights of, of it all, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, this was an awesome finale. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've been, I've podcasted. I think this might be the seventh or eighth podcast of the month. So I'm breaking a record here. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, I really put in a lot more than I thought I would. I think p- part of it I owe to doing the James Bond reviews. Yeah. I think that kind of helps carry it because it gives me a little bit of focus and something to comment on as opposed to just kind of riffing. Um, so I'm going to do things like that. I'm going to start probably reviewing some some comics. I'll probably lose some audience because I don't know how many people are into the comics that listen to the show, but it'll kind of keep me focused on something. And like I was talking about memories I was going through and times I was going through when I was reading those comics. Um, but I, I'm thinking of what the next step is when I hit the 4,000 downloads, wh- how to grow the channel, like how to 10 exit, mm-hmm. you know, how to, how to push it past the limit here. And, and the only thing I can really think of in the, in the real world wise is probably kind of getting back to the stand up act and kind of always and kind of in a way kind of promoting the show by doing the stand up and always kind of like, hey, check it out. Hampalace.podbean.com, you know, and uh, I was also thinking about doing a little bit of merch, making uh, making some Ham Palace T-shirts. There's a little bit of physical world advertising. I thought that would be fun. So mm-hmm. I might look into that. Um, Love it. Yeah. So uh, what about you? What are you thinking of doing with your, with your podcast? Are you thinking of having a guest on? or? Yeah, I, I had. I came up with, I think, 10 really big name guests. I want to do like a. I don't know what to call it, but for lack of a better term, like a, a moving forward in the world, mm-hmm. like what needs to happen. It just insp- 10 inspiring people for the future based on okay. where we're at, something like that. Yeah. And I've, I've got a good list of people I want to get on. If I could get them all on, it would be, I think I'd put a, together a good, and I want to do them as kind of a, a season, as a set. I want them Ooh. all to kind of fit into a specific spot uh, yeah. based on like 10 things that d- 10 different people, they're all different, but the series itself is connected to each other. If that okay. makes sense. So it's thematically that's all on connects to the theme of what you're trying to do for the, yeah. for the 10 people. But I think I, I think I can maybe get three of them if I try. But there's yeah. about seven that are f- high-reaching fruit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I think it's you can do it. It's possible. Yeah, I think it, stranger things happen. Um, it's possible. I just need to 
put my mind to it and go after it, do whatever it takes. If I have to yeah. drive to them and intercept them as they're going into their office building and say, hey, I'm here. I drove all the way from Minnesota. Just do a podcast with me. Right. That's what it takes, you know. But That's pretty cool. I would like, I I would like to get some. On. No, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, that's it. Um, I'd like to get some uh, some comic book artists on here. Um, Ethan Van Skyver is, is a big one because he has his own uh, online at, like presence. Like he does Kickstarters. He used to work for DC. He has like uh, uh, this this it's called a like like it's termed as Comics Gate, but it's it's kind of like um, rebellious. I guess for loss of a better word, uh, indie company that he's founded. And that's really inspirational because his, you know, his character is like a, a cyber frog. It's a really silly kind of character, but he's doing his own thing. And it's kind of counterculture to what Marvel and DC is doing with, you know, cause there's been, there's a lot of kind of, um, political correctness in, in comics right now. There's a lot of kind of agenda driven, content right now that it's kind of really splitting the audience up and he kind of does his thing he always says story over anything else tell a good story with fun characters and you know the comics will sell for themselves and that's that's good for that's good for us as, as, as culture and um so i'd like to get him on i'd like to get uh um probably somebody in the field of of paranormal it would be cool to get David Politis. Oh yeah, but, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty dope. But I gotta read. I honestly gotta read more of his books because he's kind of like. I heard him say it's like, look, I've been on a, on a lot of podcasts, but a lot of them have read any of my books, so I we don't really, you know, I don't really have much to talk about, or they they can't give me any good questions or anything like that. But I've read at least three of the books so far, so that's good. <laughs> I just gotta keep going with them. Um, that'd be great, and then. Uh, Another guy I'd like to have on, it's not related to any of the real fields, but I love him as, as a character, is uh, Eckhart Tolle. You know? Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. That would be like just – That'd be the, huge. The cat's pajamas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, that guy's booked, I'm, I'm sure, like crazy. But mm -hmm. uh, um, And then I'm, I'm trying to think maybe some comedians too just to kind of – you know, because I've done some stand-up, so that would be fun to – you know, reach out to them. So it's definitely different, different fields that are, aren't necessarily, ne aren't necessarily related, but still it'd be cool to have those kind of big guests on them once in a while. But, um, but that's good. Uh, you gotta, it sounds like you got a good game plan. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a good floor to that. Yeah. So, um, looking at Anthony's comments here, it says, uh, the power of now. Great read. Yeah. I got that right by my, uh, bed stand there. That's incredible book power. Now. Um, he also says, uh, hollow earth. I had many dreams about it as a kid before I ever even heard about it. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty weird. Hollow earth theory. Yeah. There may be some, some truth, some truth to the hollow earth. So, well, we're we're at an hour thirty four, so I think this has been a good long podcast uh, finale. Yeah. Good time to call it. Let's do yeah. it again in a month, eh? Yeah. Well, we got the Christmas special 
coming yep. up. So I gotta End of year to review. We'll and go the, the full yeah, year. For the New Year's Eve. So, yeah, year in review. So the, at least those two big ones, Christmas episode and the year in review. All right. So come up with stuff about your year in review, and I'll come up with some stuff too, and I'll jot it down as I think of them. So Sounds legit. Okay. Let's All call right. it. All right, Hambo. Thanks All for right. having me on. Yeah, later. All right, Daniel. Take care. Take it easy. Thanks for being on. And thank you, everyone, for being with us. May you all have long days and pleasant nights. Thanks for listening. Ham Palace Live.